Dream King and I built our own PCs and Street Fighter V turned into an entirely different experience. He joins to share the particulars of the process. Plus, Yoshinori Ono has announced that he'll be leaving Capcom after almost 27 years with the company. Catalyst and I react to and discuss this end of an era scenario all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. And with me sometimes, but today is also here is Steven. Hey, how's it going, guys? Glad to be back. Doesn't matter what we're saying as long as we're high energy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, we've got a big bodacious headline on this, accusing the PlayStation 4 of causing the netcode problems in Street Fighter V, at least a perception of them. And so we immediately want to get into this. Um, both John and Steven here have recently switched over from a PlayStation, base PlayStation unit and a PlayStation 4 to PC. Uh, but we're, we're first off, we're, we're going to say that we have heavy leanings that, that we believe the PlayStation may be a very large culprit here and why people think that the, the um, that Street Fighter V's netcode is so bad. But first off, we do want to establish kind of our credentials here and you know talk about our experience playing the game, how long we've been playing for, what we primarily do on there. Uh, and I'll just mention for, you know, starting off for myself, obviously we've been playing since launch day very actively. Um, and for myself, I switched over from PC, uh, or, or from PlayStation to PC in late 2018. Uh, I've never looked back. Uh, the experience has been kind of night and day different for me. Uh, and I'll switch it over right to John. What has been your experience playing online? Hi, my name is John. Uh, I've been playing on PC for a little over a week now, <laughs> and my life is much better ever since I made that change. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing since launch day. Uh, I mean, I, I've my experience with online fighting games really started back with Street Fighter 4, and I played consistently through all of that, made it to being number one uh, Goken online, I think it was AE 2012, something like that. Anyways, played a whole lot, uh, played plenty offline too, so I've had a lot of comparisons, but I think we're talking mostly within the realm of Street Fighter 5. The game has evolved over these last four years, um, and basically... My point of view, the reason I say that is because there's been a lot that has changed about the experience, and one of the major things has been, well, what's online like? And it's been kind of, a, it's, it's been really uh, frustrating and negative and bad, and you hear about the netcode and this is and that's, and uh, as more and more things about the game have been fixed, I have, uh, you know put more and more on the online as you know I'm pointing the finger at, at online and then I make this transition over to uh, PC from PS4 and I expected a little bit of an increase it's a night and day increase it is a go out and share the good news kind of an experience now I'm just one person so it's just me at this point it's anecdotal but I gotta say this is significant and I would ex very very highly recommend you jump over to PC yeah, in terms of uh, credentials, I have run the gamut of basically playing Street Fighter V on every kind of way you could do it. I mean, I started out on base PS4. Uh, I upgraded to PS4 Pro, I think, maybe like a year or two ago. Uh, and now I'm on PC. I, and during that whole time, I've been playing since launch as well. But during that whole time, I have also gone through several different internet service providers and connection speeds and... I'm, I've basically just been a damn lab rat for this entire thing uh, for the past, what, five years or however long the game's been out, and I've seen it all at this point, um, and as John was saying, PC for me as well has been 
a night and day difference. Um, I'm, I've been worried that it's just been a honeymoon phase kind of thing, but it's been about a week now, and things are still holding up very, very well. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and uh, Steven and I, Dream King and I, are main training partners. We play against each other a lot. And uh, you're also noticing I'm not saying that John is a training partner for me, our Steven. And that's because our connections used to be unplayable. And I say used to be because the moment John switched over to PC, all of a sudden, all the latency issues, all the problems we were having pretty much went away. And I cannot be more blown away by that change. And just, I, I'm, I, I, I swear, the, the matches were almost playable. Like you could almost play them, but it was just like, man, this is really bad. He switches over to PC, changes nothing else. His connection's the same. His location is the same. Everything is the freaking same. And all of a sudden our matches go to entirely playable, like not perfect, but really close to it. Little minor hiccups along the way. John, has that been your experience as well? If it's a scale from one to 10, 10 being offline, then our previous matches were probably hovering around five or a six. Now it's up to eight or nine. Yeah, I would have a lower scale than that and say our previous matches are like a three or a four <laughs> and now, but I would also agree it's probably up to about a nine for me, uh, really close to offline play. And uh, and the same thing with now, Dream King and I have played a lot. I have played more matches against this guy than any other human being on the planet. Steven, what has been your experience from switching from the PS4 Pro to PC? Again, another one of those things where it's just completely blown away i mean the first session that we ran i think you know once i switched to pc uh, pc it was like you know maybe a couple hours playing uh you know against john here and i just i was texting him afterward like dude i can't even believe how much of a difference this is uh previously on ps4 pro we'd start out our matches mostly okay not great but mostly okay uh, and then it would just get progressively worse from there as it went on uh you know i i always explained it to john as basically it felt like somebody was shaking my TV while I was playing, which <laughs> is just a horrible thing to feel because there's just frame drops everywhere and I couldn't even see when he was doing his throw animation, so I'm getting thrown all over the place. That's the only reason why I'm getting thrown because I could tech Naturally. all Naturally. Yes. yes, of course. I blame the game and I blame Steven has teched else. every throw since jumping on PC. Every single one. I haven't been thrown Even once. command grabs. Even command throws. I block command throws on PC. But, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's been so different. I mean, I man, it... The word I used to describe the PC experience against John now was immaculate. The connection felt, I mean, about as close to offline as I've ever experienced playing online, uh, which is just so insane to me. Again, I'm I'm still kind of, you know, in disbelief here. Like, it, it was such a big difference. And I, I'm not even exaggerating when I say that switching to PC solved all of the issues that I had with playing the game initially on PS4 Pro. And I... I I'm so hesitant to say that because it just sounds like I'm, you know, a shill or whatever, right? But, like, it, it really did solve all of the issues that I had with the game, and it's still holding up really well. Well, yeah. and, yeah, I'm getting into that shilly feeling territory where I want to definitely bring up any kind of, uh, you know, bumps in the road that we've had thus far. And there, there still is some lag. I've mm -hmm. blacklisted only one player because I played them twice, and there was lag during the match. Oftentimes, I find that there's slowdowns, but they happen during like round one fight, and then once the match begins, there might be a little bit of a hiccup uh, for a few seconds, and then it's smooth. And it's smooth to the point where, as far as I can tell, 
it doesn't feel like there's that ankle deep it could creep up on you at any moment sort of lag that is a is is a much more insidious problem i think we've discussed that plenty and before on the podcast where if there is that lag at the beginning then in the back of your mind you go okay well i'm gonna have to be prepared for that i'm gonna have to work around that at any given moment and base my decision making around that i am not feeling that as far as i can tell I, I tend to analyze things much more through an emotional reaction and think about well, how do they make me feel as opposed to like what are the actual numbers and I'm trying to adjust that a little bit but in my uh, most sensitive what was you say barometer it's not registering anywhere near like it used to and I for all intents and purposes forget that I'm playing online when I'm playing I'm an, I'm able to experience the game as I would want to there are exceptions it's not offline exactly but it's to the point where we have the uh, what is it, the CPT online coming up for North America West this weekend, and I am legitimately excited to see how it goes. I feel that I can play against people. Now, I know that I've only been playing within my filtered range of where you know the connections are going to work, so now you get into a tournament and you're forced to play someone who may or may not be within your strong connection network, and that's its own story. We'll see how that goes. It's kind of like a level two test, but I am excited where before it's just a laughable, like, I'm signing up so that I can have my foot in the door if I feel like playing that day, but I'm not necessarily gonna, you know, if there's like a, if something else is going on, like there's a cool yard sale down the road, maybe I'll just go do that <laughs> instead. Now I'm, uh, I actually talked with Driftwood, we're going to have a little bit of a party around it. He's going to come over, we're going to play some matches to warm up, play to get, you know, play online. Um, and it's going to be a fun time. So it's it's already affecting the way I view the game in general, the way I feel like I can train and practice, and the way I can process the whole thing. It's 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 a big deal. So now we're yeah. giving people the the very high end. These are you know the the perfect kind of scenarios that we were hoping for type stuff. And I want to pull this back here a little bit and talk about some of the. Uh, status quo experiences we've had. Now, uh, Dream King was saying how much better his experience is, but when I was playing him on, on PS4, where he was on PS4 Pro and I was on PC, uh, and now we're, we're, we're both on PC, the matches are maybe slightly better for me, but they were already really good to begin with. Like, on my end, I don't see a huge difference, but I do see a huge difference with Dream King, where he's like, yeah, so... Uh, it's just so you're much saying that he feels the difference, but you don't necessarily being the the all time PC guy. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Like that was already great for me, and the fact that it's great for him now is awesome. Like I'm very happy for him, but the the change for me is minimal. Now the change for me and John is gigantic. Like absolutely hmm. went from you know unplayable to playable. So where I'm getting at with this is your mileage may vary. Like if you're already having great experiences on PlayStation or PC or whatever, and you're not worried about it, like you know by all means stick with it. Like I don't think it's going to be a night and day difference for you, but but if you're having trouble and you know that your connection is like decent to your friends and other stuff, like I'm in California, John's in Arizona, that should be playable. That's not like a super huge di distance away. Um, but in Street Fighter V, it was, you know, again, basically unplayable to me. Uh, and it, the moment he switched over to PC, completely changed. So I, I'm just giving And I was cases. on vanilla PS4, by the way. Yes. So, and I, that <laughs> yeah. seems to be a factor. Yeah. So, I mean, it's be careful with this. Like we, we are saying how big of a difference we're not, you know, inflating this at all. This is literally our reality. And we are all shell shocked about how big of a difference this is making. We did not anticipate this. Like the, these guys are building their, their PCs mainly for work. You know, Street Fighter Five is just kind of like a, a little added bonus for it. But we were all shocked like how much better this has been. So but be careful with that, too. Like don't expect a night and day difference necessarily in every case. 
Um, and that's uh, I think this is a good time to bring up our new sponsor, Newegg.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, and, and you're right, though. It, it, we're, we're singing some praises that we haven't sung in a long time or the style that we haven't sung in a long time. So I, I do feel like the need to check that. I, I want to tell people, especially with all the way that news and information is communicated, there's usually a secondary uh, uh, motivation behind all this. Like, it's not. Uh, if everyone could play on PC, I think that the uh, the overall view of Street Fighter V would probably change. Um, for the better yeah and i mean we're seeing this even in tournament where the cpt japan asia you know tournament happened and 15 of the top 16 competitors all played on pc and you are seeing a lot of sentiments especially from like phenom and other players in the community of how much better the pc version is now We'll get into reasons here a little bit later on, but I, I do want to pull this back here a little bit and just talk about like ranked play and not just playing each other. Uh, Steven, what have, has been your experiences with playing ranked now in the game? Ranked has been significantly better as well. Um, again, just mainly connection holding very strong for me. Uh, it hasn't been perfect, of course, because it's still online play, but uh, I've blacklisted maybe a few people who are just extremely laggy. But I mean, just I've played... I think by this point now, I've played probably about 150 games. And I mean, out of all of those, it was like maybe a handful of people. Again, like maybe less than five who I was like, I can't even play on this connection. It either felt really good or if there was some lag, it was momentary and just not really a huge deal. Uh, and de definitely nothing compared to what I was feeling on PS4. Again, it was on PS4 when it would it would lag. It just felt like this ongoing thing. And it just it was that insidious lag, right? That just kind of affected everything. With PC, it's a bit different because I think, you know, again, the, the game handles, you know, frame drops and stuff a lot better. And so it's you're not getting that visual really bad lag. You just kind of you can see it a bit, but it's just it doesn't it's so different. It's a different experience for me in terms of just the way that the lag affects you and, and makes it makes you feel right. But um, ranked play has been really great. I mean, I've been excited to, to keep going in there and trying to rank back up to where I was. And um, I mean, it's again, it's like, man, dude, night and day difference. So we're playing through the lower ranks naturally, right? So you're getting mm -hmm. through rookie and, and silver and or there's bronze in there too. I just made it up to platinum. And one of the things I have to consider being this emotional response kind of player is whether or not, you know, maybe I'm, I'm more easily going to ignore the lag because it's not so much a factor because I'm able to beat these players uh, you know, fairly easily, relatively. Although I'm starting to starting to starting to lose a little bit now. Mm -hmm. uh, and and by the way, I'm playing a relatively new character. I did explore Honda when he first came out, but I haven't touched him in months. And like it, for all intents and purposes, most of all of that is gone. And now I'm playing with a new V skill and and really kind of starting fresh with the character. So I've been playing him primarily in ranked. Uh, anyways, though. If it's easier to beat people and you don't have as much, you know, at stake, so to speak, as when you're, you know, up in a grandmaster and you're running into other grandmasters and you really want to win and they know what they're doing and every little decision is going to count big time, maybe that's a factor in the equation too. I haven't played up there, but I have played with you guys and I have played with Driftwood and, uh, and a few other people locally, or not locally, but, uh, you know, within my kind of local network area and that all has been fine too. So... Uh, we'll see once we get back up to master grandmaster ranks if the experience online changes uh, but i do want to point out that maybe playing in the lower ranks is enough for a significant difference um, to uh, to affect what we're talking about here 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a factor. Um, I just don't know how much of a factor it is because I just feel like, you know, with my character specifically, Gil, like my execution is still just super sharp right now, uh, which is something I don't, I didn't really get to feel on PS4 a lot. There was a lot of like, I'm not going to go for this combo because I know it's going to drop or, you know, uh, there's a, a bread and butter combo that Gil does with V-Trigger 1 that I was telling uh, John, you know, I was dropping it on PC a lot initially because I'm used to the delay that comes from just activating that V-Trigger 1 on PS4. I got so used to that because it happens every time that I was delaying my input to make sure it worked. And on PC, you can't do that because it actually runs smoothly and it works. And I'm like, man, I'm dropping this stupid basic combo that I'm really good at doing because of that stupid, you know, lag that always happens, right? But... Um, you know, you were saying that, uh, John, you were saying that, you know, when playing against each other, like, that's the huge thing I've been feeling the most is like, I feel like I'm not being limited anymore. And so like, I'm focusing so much more on what we're doing and the intricacies of us actually playing that like, it's, it's, it's so new to me, because like, usually I'm, I'm so worried about or not worried, but I'm always feeling the effect of that lag, right. And so like, I feel like I can't really play to my full potential. And now that's gone. So, like, I'm really focusing a lot on our strategies and what we're doing and, and just feeling like my play is a lot tighter and just sharper, uh, which, you again, is super refreshing. What you want to manifest on the screen like you want it for the most yeah. part, right? And to for an extent part, yeah. where you feel like you have that control. And mm -hmm. that's a huge part of what motivates you to want to play in the first place. Yeah. Or I should say maybe it's better to say it would demotivate you to have the opposite experience, which is what I've essentially been going through and what you've been mm -hmm. going through uh, while we play it on our PlayStations for the last four and a half years. Yeah. And man, my mind goes though, if that's truly the case, and again, it's sort of anecdotal because it's just you and, and well, it's, it's just you and me, That's and that's pretty significant right there plus yeah. you hear we've been hearing pc master race for a long time <laughs> you know uh but i think about that and then i think if it is truly just a well mostly a sony hardware playstation issue that i'm not exactly sure how to react but it's extremely frustrating it's it's uh not quite disheartening, but I, I get a little angry because I feel like what a missed opportunity, what a, you know, uh, just just a stifling of this game's potential. And there have mm -hmm. been a lot of other changes that have been made to the game from day one. A lot of people's only impressions are from early Street Fighter V, and that's changed ever since, right? So, but, mm -hmm. but there, so, so it's, this is not the only fix that's happened, but to the extent that this is just a hardware issue and you have a console exclusive game and then that's how things played out there's a sense of like oh just regret and disdain and negativity about that because it's like what the hell you know sony like this is mm -hmm. the, the, and, and and i'm particularly connected to street fighter and wanting it to to flourish for multiple reasons right my career is connected to it my it's my hobby uh, my a lot of my social life like i'm more invested than the average person absolutely but the missed opportunity here because because your base system doesn't work, like I'm gonna start getting loud if I keep going into this, so yeah. I'm gonna stop. No, 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 damn it. Let's back this up here just a little bit, and I, and I wanna raise the stakes. So I've got a gun to your head, John, and I'm saying, do you think the PlayStation 4 is responsible for the latency issues and netcode problems that have been associated with Street Fighter V? Yes or no, is a PlayStation 4 responsible? Gun to your head, what do you say? I mean, as far as I can tell, it's a, it's a very significant part of the pie. I can't say it's everything, but it, it and I don't even want to give a percentage because I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, uh, just take this. I 
am looking forward to playing the game now. I feel like I can play the game online now. And the only change that I've made between not feeling that way and feeling that way is this new PC. I haven't upgraded my internet. Uh, this hasn't been since, you know, they've, they've upgraded the net code. They did that before all of this. So the only change that I've seen was this, and this was enough to cross a, a very particular and significant line where it goes from not an enjoyable experience to an enjoyable experience. So Steven, T-Hawk has a gun pointing to your head, and we know T-Hawk has been <laughs> wanting to use a gun for a long time. And he asks you straight up, do you think the PS4 is responsible for the latency issues and netcode problems that we've seen in Street Fighter V? What do you say? Yes, I think it is. And also, please shoot me because you're making me think of the stupid PS4 experience, and I don't want to think about that anymore. As long as the but... PS4 is on the other side of your head so it gets the two. <laughs> yeah. This got very Mortal Kombat morbid. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it is. Again, I've just being somebody who's gone through so many different upgrades and different things trying to get this formula right, I mean... The difference is so vast here that I, I find it hard to not say that the PS4 isn't a significant part of this. I don't know if it's everything, but again, I've gone through so many different things. What's your, what's your PS4. internet? Tell us about your internet. Oh, I have Spectrum and I have a gig internet right now, so my internet's pretty darn good Yeah, right what's now. your up and down? Uh, like, what is it, like a thousand? And then I, my up is supposed to be a thousand as well, but I think um, the speed test today was like super low. But No, no, uh, it's a, it's like a hundred or like 60 or something that when yeah. you're on um, cable, it's, it's, and I have the same gigabit connection that Steven does. Mm -hmm. We're both on spectrum, so. Yeah. yeah, and so mine, but for, for contrast, and we're reporting very similar experiences now that we're on PC when we go online. My internet's not amazing. It's like, it's what's offered in my area, but it's like, it's a hundred, it's a hundred down and 10 up which is, it's fine. It's not the best by far, right? Uh, and it's much less than, than what you guys have. But I'm still reporting that I'm having a very smooth experience, able to get matches, able to play them, and, and we're able to play each other and everything. So it doesn't seem like once you pass a certain level, the internet is the issue. And I think, at least for me, I've been thinking that that was much more of a significant factor. I didn't think hardware was all that big a deal. And holy crap, it is. Yeah. And now speaking of hardware, some people are immediately going to jump to, well, you guys just built these big beefy PCs. Of course, it's outperforming, you know, the PlayStation 4, right? And I'm going to use teraflops here as a comparison. And I want to be very careful with this because I know teraflops are not one-to-one -to, -one to performance. I get that, but they do give you a ballpark idea of how much like, you know, horsepower GPU wise that your machines have. And, and just to give people an idea here, the PlayStation 4, the base PS4 unit has about two teraflops worth. Uh, it's a little under that, but about two. Uh, PlayStation 4 is four teraflops. The PCs that they just built are five. Five teraflops uh, worth of, uh, of GPU power. The Xbox One X is six. Um, and there you go. And like just to give you guys, again, it's like their machines they built, they're good. They, they can you know run stuff pretty well. But it's not like they built these like over the moon $5,000 machines or something like that. They, they built, you know, like machines that are pretty close to on par with what the GPU of the PlayStation 4 Pro is. Uh, and yet Steven switching from the PS4 Pro to this PC has been a night and day difference for him. So I believe personally, I have a bit of background here. I do some programming. I've built, you know, a bunch of machines and other stuff for PC and stuff. I have some experience here. Um, I think there's some kind of problem with Sony's architecture that they put in their PlayStation units that makes their machines not perform that well online. I don't know what it is. It could be the CPU. It could be the network card. It could be the, the freaking hard drive sucks. It could be a billion things in there. I don't know what it is. But the thing that I go back to 
is this is not the first generation we've had problems with the PlayStation unit. We can go back to the PlayStation 3, which we've already talked about before, that having trouble as well. I don't know what Sony has in there. Maybe it's their operating system. Maybe it's a million things. Maybe it's a combination of like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They have the system that's supposed to play the game. They get a console exclusive deal and their does not work. Mm-hmm. You know, like you cannot play Street Fighter V to the degree that I want to be able to play to a, it's it's not an unreasonable expectation. And the fact that it's a console exclusive title that doesn't work on the console, out of here, man. Yeah, yeah I, I cannot tell you guys the amount of emotion. Uh, it just t- kind of like the, the relief that we've had with this, um, just how much has been outpouring and shock, complete and utter shock from all of us who play this game freaking because it's our job and and we love it kind of thing like how surprised we were that the experience changed this much like and we keep trying to poke holes in this this is not like hey let's go and crap on playstation you know it's like we could not believe the results of this stuff yeah Mm -hmm. remember the year that evo switched over to playstation 3 i don't know if i think it was just one year i can't remember for sure but i remember one specific year i remember playing aliun in uh street fighter 4 and before we even jumped in the the rumblings were that oh we're playing on playstation 3 there's an extra frame of lag we need to practice on playstation 3 and like none of us did that because we all had xboxes and like if if there was one available we didn't like our our sticks didn't work because we weren't dual modded (laughs) and, and such so it was this whole process and i was wasn't too worried about it, uh, but we played and, and Aliun <laughs> and a million other people in that Evo when they lost said, you know, a PlayStation 3. It was like an excuse. And the game, and, and I noticed just sitting down playing like a handful of, of Evo matches, the load times were noticeably longer just for, for anything, for booting the game up between screens. That's something I, I think I'm a little sensitive to that stuff, but I, I definitely noticed it. And, uh, and so it's, like you said, this is not the first time that Sony's hardware has been inferior to, uh, to Microsoft's for, for comparison than obviously to PC, but like, this has been an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how PS5 performs, but I will not be buying one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about this too is that, you know, Street Fighter V gets a lot of flack for it being a crappy game and all of this stuff, right? And, and of course, it had a rough launch and a rough couple of years or whatever. Like, it, it, it definitely wasn't a smooth road for the game, but the game is definitely in a much better place now. Um, and, and I honestly, I don't blame people for having this perception of the game when you're playing on a PS4 or a PS4 Pro and you're jumping online and you're trying to play through a damn earthquake, right? It's like, this really sucks, right? Like, it's not fun. Even us, like, we tried so hard to make that work and tried all these different things to to actually have an enjoyable experience and we just at the end of the day it was always that same feeling of like man i'm so frustrated trying to play this game online on ps4 i i just i can't i can't come around to it because there's always something there right and like again i don't blame the perception of this game being crappy you know on people that are saying that because it's like i understand I've, i've felt it myself and this game feels so much different on pc and it's like there's a really good game here. It's just that people don't get to see it unless you're playing on a pretty solid PC, right? It's like, you don't get to experience that. You just don't, you know? And that's obviously not speaking for everybody, but probably a vast majority of casual people or, you know, people who are just trying to come up in the ranks and stuff. Like, I'll, I'll it's jump a different in on, experience. I'll, I'm going to jump in on that. And I I think that we're, we're 
we, the experience has been so profound for us that I think that we're transferring that onto a lot of other people when I don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case because mm-hmm. I, I just got done, you know, doing the base uh, PlayStation 4 testing for, you know, myself. I'm like, hey, I want to do a side-by-side. And as I, you know, I wrote in my article, like it was totally playable for me on, you know, PlayStation 4. I mean, I'm going to play on PC anytime I, I get the option, right? That's not even a choice, but it was still playable. My results were, were still similar. Like, I mean, your mileage can vary on this. That's all I'm getting at. Like now, John and I's case, like, you know, uh, again, it went from unplayable to playable, like really good playable kind of thing. So, but it, that's not going to be the case for everyone. I, I just want to throw that out there. Now we're over the moon about it. And if you're having a really difficult time with the game and you don't have like the issues in other games that you have with street fighter five, like it's, you feel like it's, you know, the net code or whatever, like, this is probably a swap that you could, you should consider doing. Now, keep in mind you're going to be swapping over to PC. That might mean building your own or setting it up and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, John and Steven, go ahead and share your experiences. Uh, we'll start with Steven here. Uh, of building the PC. And this is also having someone who's been building PCs for about 20 years, like not over your shoulder, but like you know, a text or a Skype message away to help you. What was that like? It was an interesting experience. Um, I actually expected it to be more difficult than it was. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I expected it to be a lot more difficult. There were a couple of really tricky things to it, but most of it was just kind of gotcha stuff where it's like, oh, they don't, you know, the stupid case doesn't come with any instructions, so figure it out kind of thing, right? Like this thing, this piece isn't fitting in properly, but it doesn't tell me why it's not fitting in properly. And I don't know that I'm supposed to break parts off of the damn case to actually get it to fit right, you know? So it was things like that, but um, it's actually not that difficult. Like, it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, again, it's, it depends on, you know, what kind of background you have and all that stuff. Like, for me personally, I, I've poked around inside of a lot of, you know, different game consoles and stuff because I'm, you know, a retro collector and cleaning out consoles. So I'm familiar with a lot of how that stuff is and, and how, it, you know, how to place it in, like motherboards and chips and things like that. But I'm not, like, super experienced. For me, it wasn't too bad. It's just, you know, again, a few things that kind of get you hung up. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought it was a really interesting experience, a good learning experience, too. But, um, you know, not too bad, but but cool. I have one more thing to say about PlayStation. And that's <laughs> and that's that you've heard uh, John, PC before, Master Race. Before you get into that, actually, can you, you can you really your, your PC experience, too, as well, real quick? Yeah, I was just going to give this a two second and then go into my PC. Oh, thing. we're, we're going to no circle one... back. We're going to circle okay, back because like what we do with this. We're, we're not letting the PlayStation 4 off the hook, bro. We're, we're, oh, coming we're back sharpening to that our one. knives right now. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We're coming back to it. As far <laughs> as PC building goes, uh, of course, it is an intimidating process. I thought about this uh, kind of like in the third person for a little while because I was intrigued by it because it's like, well, build your own PC. That's something that the nerdy kid in, you know, sixth grade was doing. And the, but that like, that's it. And um, it's way out of my arena of ability is what people will think. Because you're dealing with expensive and sensitive parts where you know that you can bend the little brass thing. Or if you, you get your fingerprint on the wrong plating and then it's GGs and that's like a couple hundred dollars or whatever. And then you look at a circuit board and it's like the most chaotic thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and 
and you're like, I'm supposed to actually have a, an understanding of how the intricate bits and pieces on this work? No way. And that's a lot of people's initial reaction. That has been my reaction in the past, but as of late, uh, being now a homeowner and having to go through and just figure stuff out a lot, you find that real life, hey, uh, stuff works. There's a logical process to it, whether that's fixing the dryer or installing the, you know, the, the fan and doing the electrical up there. It's like a lot of these things were similarly intimidating for me. And I personally have just been going through and there's so many at your fingertips resources now. You can YouTube anything and, and there's a legitimate step-by-step -step guide and if you don't like it or you're missing just one little piece of it you can go to the next video down which has a high likelihood of filling in that gap so between that and between you know like we said having john who you're a veteran at doing this kind of stuff uh, like a phone message away at any time the tools are absolutely there and even if you don't have your own john it's okay i went through the majority of what i did and, and the the questions and answers that i found were just because i found a good youtube video for doing this and um, so it was, it was absolutely intimidating to begin with, but keeping in mind that I've done other things sort of similar to this, and it is just a one step at a time process and everything does make logical sense, you can do it. And, and so I get everything and I've just had, I, I made sure to have an attitude of you're going to figure it out and you're gonna be able to do it. Other people have done it and they've made it easier. It used to be a lot more complicated and, and, and it will continue to get easier and they will continue to make shortcuts that make stuff um, more efficient. But going through, I remember uh, sitting down on the first day of working on this and getting to a certain point and there are plenty of little hiccups and you're but you go in with the expectation that there will be it's like well do i use this set of, of holes for the screws or do i use this set of holes for the screws and which screws am i supposed to use for this part and and whatnot and it's like yeah you just patiently go through but i remember getting to the end of the day and getting to a point where um, I was going to need to connect specific, like, you know, you look, look inside of a PC and you see a million different colored wires and they're supposed to connect to somewhere on the motherboard and there's these little tiny intricate pieces that you have to find and read the labels. Anyways, I was at that step and I was at a point where I had about 16 cables and I had no idea where any of them were going to go after staring at this motherboard and doing a little bit of research and still not having any answers. And I, well, I'm going to call it a night. And what I did there though, was instead of feeling like, I'm at a dead end and there's no way it's going to go or there's no way that this is going to move forward. I'm like, I'm going to talk to John tomorrow. I'm going to look up a different video. And by the way, this all does make sense, even if it doesn't make sense to me right now. And so there were a few stops in the road, but I was never demoralized. I was never overwhelmingly frustrated. I think a lot of that had to do with tempering my attitude, but my conclusion was anybody can do this. And if the only reason why you wouldn't do this is because you're intimidated at the process or the, or, or the project of having to put together a PC, it is not nearly as bad as you think you are able to do it and you have the resources to do it. And if really you have trouble, John's number is 555. <laughs> but we'll move on from that. Because, uh, I mean, again, it's just for people thinking if they want to put together their own PC, but you can always buy one from Dell or whoever, you know, and have it done for you and just, you know, hey, it arrives. You just have to pay a bit more, you know. Yeah, uh, if you have but, the extra cash. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, so I'm going to switch gears here again back onto it. Where do we go here with the PS4? Like, and I'll, I'll turn it right over to Steven. What do you want to do to your PlayStation 4 right now? I know you have a pro. You traded in your, your base for it. Like, how do you feel about that right now? 
I'm trying to resist the urge uh, to just completely destroy the thing. Um, you know, there are some, there's still some good games on the PS4, but I'm, I'm gonna let it survive for now. I'm just never gonna touch fighting games on it ever again if I don't have to. Uh, and the biggest thing that I, I, I'm walking away with from all of this experience is, um, I'm just praying that the PS5 isn't the main console for fighting games next generation. Like, if it is, I'm hoping it's going to be better, but I'm not really hopeful based on what I've seen from PS3 and PS4, and I'm just hoping that Street Fighter VI isn't a console exclusive, and we don't have any more stupid console exclusives, and we can choose to play on whatever we want, because I, man, I just don't want to have to go through this again. I, I can't even imagine what the perception of this game would have been like if, you know, the PS4 was a competent console that could actually run Street Fighter V properly, and it was, you know, from the beginning, right? Like, how much heartache and headaches that would have, you know, saved us from. But, I mean, you know, we can't go back, but, you know, hey, I'm just hoping for the future things are better because hot damn. Yeah, Sony, if you want to sponsor the podcast, my phone number is 555. <laughs> I, I don't think we're getting into Sony sponsorship anytime soon with this one, but John, over to you. Yeah, I'm nicknaming my PS4 PC load letter. And it's uh, like that, as soon as you brought that up, the back up in your ass with the resurrection started playing in my head, dude, because that's what I would if I didn't enjoy playing Overcooked 2 with my sister who lives in Chicago on the PS4, which I'm pretty sure I could just do. I don't know if they have crossplay. So that's what's keeping PS4 around for me that and we use it for Netflix in the family room. So fair enough. But yeah, as far as a gaming experience, uh, I, I, I don't have faith in Sony. I really haven't. Um, st- since day one really you know there's i've just had it because i needed to or because the game you know, some console exclusive or whatever but now uh I, I will say though that as we've begun to hear more and more about the ps5 I'll keep an open mind here um john i, I think uh, and correct me if i'm wrong but i think there's been a, a couple conversations where you've said something to the effect of there might be a significant upgrade here oh. with as we're reading through the specs where ps5 might be able to move on from some of the issues that have plagued the like sony's hardware in the past their uh solid state drive the ssd that they have in there is cutting edge it's really good and so one of the main complaints people have is load times that should be directly addressed with the playstation 5 but one of the other things we're getting at is we don't know what potential architecture problems are in the playstation unit is it the os is it the what is it you know what's causing this issue i don't know because i look at the playstation 4 on paper and i go this looks fine as i just told everyone uh i i you know the pcs that you guys have built they're comparable they're better than a playstation 4 pro but they're not like light years better than it i don't understand what the problem is this the difference is we have sweet leds in our faces (laughs) the leds are the best part of the pc don't let anybody tell you otherwise get go all out with leds because it's awesome (laughs) oh steven tell the people what you named your pc Oh, yeah, I named my PC Tanakh because, uh, yeah, well, you want to go ahead and explain that? My my PC is named Yosti. <laughs> anyone seen the pick of destiny uh, uh tenacious d you know what we're talking about here guys i have had to deal with these kind of jokes for the last two weeks i've been wanting to kill myself it's been awful like they they keep talking about making a pc that will boot up and play sandstorm like and then have leds light up with it. I, I have been it's been awful it almost has not been worth it but i will take the the smooth gameplay that we've been getting so but yeah <laughs> it's the name of our fucking pc dude <laughs> uh, uh, but this is switching gears here just a little bit. This is why we advocate so hard for crossplay. 
And again, this was addressed recently by a lot of developers. I said, look, we want to make crossplay happen, but har, 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 guess who's standing in the way of that a bunch? Sony. Sony's always the last one. (laughs) Always the last one on. Uh, So, I mean, but at least uh, we know that Capcom fought hard for crossplay between PC and PlayStation 4. They accommodated that. It just, it's it's very much a battle. And this is one of the reasons how come we're bringing this up. And so prominently is if we let the developers know that this is a big, important thing and we expect it, we will not buy their game if they don't have this stuff in there. The odds of them pushing this stuff with Sony and, and Microsoft and everyone else to get crossplay in there are much higher. And that means that we get a better experience that we're looking for. And we get to choose where we play on. And in this generation, especially this upcoming one, there's really kind of no excuse for people to not have crossplay. It should be the expectation. So yep. I'm going to turn it back over to Steven. Steven, you got any final thoughts here? Yeah, uh, I will say that of all of this, um, or out of all of this, that we're not saying, hey, go tomorrow and build your own PC just for Street Fighter V. I know a lot of people are going to take it that way. Um, That's not what we're saying here. It's more of a, if you are so inclined to get a better experience and you, you know, think that this might help you, we encourage looking into it. I'm not saying tomorrow, again, shell out a bunch of money for a, a gaming PC and do this because... As somebody who's put a lot of time and money into trying to get a good Street Fighter V experience, I know it can be uh, pretty difficult to do. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I kind of want to say with this is like, we're not saying, hey, go buy a PC just for Street Fighter V. It's, it's more of a, this is what we're experiencing. This is how it changed for us. And if that's something you think could happen for you as well, we encourage looking into it because building a PC isn't that bad. Uh, if that's what's holding you back, you know, just start looking into it. So. There it is, guys. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to kick him off the podcast here and put it back on the front page. Uh, but we'll see you soon, Steven. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. So we had some pretty unfortunate news happen here uh, with Yoshinori Ono kind of uh, he's leaving Capcom. I think he's retiring. Um, he's at the age where I believe he would you know, kind of retire. I think he made quite a bit of money. Uh, on Street Fighter V, I think he was, you know, a big-time stockholder for Capcom, relatively speaking. Uh, he's a corporate officer. A lot of the implications there are that um, Ono did pretty well for himself in his time at Capcom. And, I mean, he could go on to another development company if he still got that itch. But I also kind of feel like he's probably retiring for good, you know. And, I mean, he's made his money. You know, why, why not, you know, move on? But mm-hmm. um, Well, how old is he now? Uh, he's, he's very close to, I'm not 100% sure, uh, it's not online, but I would assume he's uh, mid-50s at this point in time, yeah. um, and uh, maybe close to 60, uh, and that's, uh, in Japan, that's retirement age, here in the US, it's about 66, but in Japan, it's about 60, makes so sense. he's really close, and you know, with that much money, it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense to, you know, he, he's definitely paid his dues here in the FGC. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I really personally like Ono a lot. But um, let me let me establish a little bit more on credentials there, because I, I really do feel like without Ono, I don't know if we see the resurgence that we've seen in the fighting game community. I, I don't know if fighting games have ever been stronger than they are right now. And that's really crazy to me, having lived through like the, the 1990s era of where everyone was trying to do Street Fighter 2 and, and some people, you know, being very successful with that and other things. It's, I don't know if the genre has ever been stronger. 
And I do give a lot of credit to Ono to help breathing new life into things because even though other companies were updating their games back, you know, in, in you know, before Street Fighter 4 came out, like about 2008, 2009, uh, the genre had really fallen on tough times where a lot of people were not that interested in it. And Ono was like, no, I want to bring back Street Fighter 2. Here's how we're going to do it. And Seth Killian wasn't even on board yet at that time. Like it's, it's Ono really carried a gigantic torch for the entire fighting game community, pushing back at like a lot of people at Capcom and saying like, look, we did street fighter three. It was not that successful for our company. We have done fighting games so much. We kind of don't want to touch these anymore. And here comes an Ono. He's like, let's bring back street fighter two. Let's use these IPs, um, the, the, the characters that we have. And they're so iconic. They're so important. Like, who does not know who Ryu is, you know, kind of thing. And it wasn't just Ono. I know there's a bunch of other people, you know, along the way that are responsible, but Ono definitely carried a huge portion of this. Um, and then, of course, you know, they they went to Seth Killian, who heard that Street Fighter 4 was in development and just got a green lit. And they're like, hey, do you want to join? And he signed up as well. Um, now, how many other people are responsible along the way? A ton, right? But I do give Ono a lot of props for for that fact of, of how heavily involved he was with, with Street Fighter 4 like, and, and just how big of a resurgence it created. It just, he will always have a fond spot in my heart for that alone. Yeah, that's something that tends to come up when you have conversations about this uh, in the last couple of days, I've noticed. that When uh, Ono's, one of his biggest credits is that he is credited as one of the, or like the main force behind getting Street Fighter 4 to go despite Capcom not being too sure about doing it and uh, therefore beginning a golden age at a resurgence for fighting games and then of course uh, you know he signs his name to Street Fighter 5 as well and a few other titles that didn't go so well but a lot of people respond to that and say well there's just it's more than just Ono which of course it's more than just Ono but at a certain you know, at a certain place, you know, your name is far enough down on that sheet where you sign the signature, and yeah, there's a million other people in the credits, but you're going to get the credit one way or another because you're steering the ship or you're close enough to the top of it. I mean, you could still blame Capcom as a bigger entity than Ono as far as responsible for what they produce, but when we often examine this within the realm of the specific games, and Ono's name is usually the one that's furthest down on that page, therefore it's his responsibility. So if it goes well, he gets the credit. If it goes poorly, he gets the credit. Right. And yeah. so I think it's yes, of course, there's an entire team. Of course, there is input. Of course, that not probably not even all of Ono's ideas were the ones that actually made it. I'm sure some of those were overridden and, and whatnot. Uh, a very dynamic process. But I think it's very appropriate to say, yeah, but this is the guy that did it. And that's all. That's always how we've done it. Um, I remember my mom describing she's a pharmacist and, has, you know, she's a she's the pharmacist, but there are also technicians. And most people know mm -hmm. um, most of what goes on there. But why does the pharmacist, you know, end up getting paid more than a technician? Well, because when stuff goes bad, even though the technicians were the ones handling all the pills and whatnot, if something goes bad, the responsibility is on the pharmacist, right? And so they get the credit one way or the other. And I think that's what we're yeah. seeing here. So I think that is appropriate. And that's pretty much how I view Ono. It's like he did great things and he also did not great things. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I think, a, a very you know good comparison to keep in mind as we discuss this stuff. So, you know, then we look at the games that Ono heavily produced once, you know, Street Fighter 4 was out there. And we've got Street Fighter Cross Tekken. We have Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. We've got Street Fighter 5. 
And you look at that stuff and you look at like the, the huge communication gap between season four and season five now uh, and some of the other choices that he made and how many of those games were considered rushed and not finished mm-hmm. and other things. And then we're hearing some rumors uh, that we've reported about about the direction that Ono wanted to take Street Fighter Six. And to me, that did not sound promising at all. And apparently to Capcom, that did not sound promising to them either. And that is probably a good reason for his departure and kind of how it was so abrupt, right? Like, I mean, it's really weird that we know Street Fighter VI is in development. It's, you know, a year or two off or however long. Um, and the fact that Ono is jumping ship now, it le- it lends quite a bit of credence to those rumors that we've heard, basically. And... <laughs> Do you so want to get it, into the particulars of what was what was wrong with it? Because that that was relevant to yeah, me. Yeah, by all means. What yeah, I heard, it, it, yeah, was that the one of the main things is that that Street Fighter Six, with wherever it was at, didn't do well with testing audiences. And then the more specific thing beyond that was that whatever the mechanic is was much too emphasized, and there was too much based around that. And I go, okay, so we don't have a ton of information that's very broad. But just that makes me go, what the hell? That's a lesson. It's understandable. We've been messing around with these mechanics, but for some time now, you know, comeback mechanics. But they have been a very clear issue in a lot of games. Uh, And for for them to be making that mistake with Street Fighter VI this apparently early on in the process tells me, okay, someone hasn't learned their lesson. You know, we don't want V-triggers deciding rounds. We know what we want. We want Street Fighter. We want this fighting game and there's a particular experience and then we want the new mechanics to add a unique flavor to it, but we don't want it to be focus attack fighter. We don't want it to be V-trigger fighter. We want it to be Street Fighter and then give it an accent. And if it was falling into that same issue, which we've seen happen multiple times, by this point, it's a lesson that should have been learned. So if that is indeed how things were going down and Ono was responsible for that, then I'm I'm not too against this decision. It's like, hey, man, two things can be true yeah. at once. You can have done a great job in the past, and you could have not learned the lessons now, and I really don't want to go through another Street Fighter V type experience. Yeah, the, um, the rumor of the mechanic that people did not like was a team-based mechanic of some kind. And we've learned from, you know, I know people like the game, but Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Tekken Take Tournament 2, that the team mechanics that people have been very excited about in these type of games have not really won over fans, you know, in Moss. Basically, it's it's not happened. And you can you can advocate hardcore for that as being a personal fan of it but the bottom line is the sales for those games have not been that great and you look at the the sales for the games that have followed like even street fighter 5 or even you know and of course tekken 7 um and they're way better and it's just that mechanic works really well in a verse game and that kind of style of game but to do that for a main entry in a franchise you better not call that thing street fighter 6 in my opinion you better call that like street fighter you know versus edition or something like that um and i get why people had reservations there and ryozo sujimoto now runs the fighting game department where ono used to run he used to be the head of the fighting game department at capcom but they took away that title they demoted him in late 2016 after street fighter 5 hit and it makes sense to put Ono up there as the head of that division back when he had the success of Street Fighter 4. It was like, dude, yeah, you're you're incredible. Like, you know, hit more home runs and like make us all millions of dollars like you did before. That was a you know brilliant move. Thank you. Do more of that. Unfortunately, with, with Ono's latter games that he was very heavily involved with, that same process did not play out that way, as we know, right? Um, 
And again, it's, is this all an oh no? No, there's a whole team behind this. There's people making business decisions. There's a bunch of things. There's a, I, I say this a lot, but success has many fa- uh, fathers. Failure is an orphan. Mm-hmm. And you will find a bunch of people wanting to raise their hand when stuff goes you know right and say, hey, give me that credit. And a bunch of people... Oh, I I had minimal amounts to do with that, you know, and and so where the balance point lies and what's actually true and what's not, you know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, I would say. But um, it, it, enough stuff can be credited to Ono as a leader of the fighting game division that you know it's it's not a completely unfair statement what we're saying. So you get to that level and it's your responsibility. If it worked, it's your responsibility. If it didn't, it's yours. Yes. So that's kind of what we've we've heard about Street Fighter Six, and it looks like the rumors are true. Um, it, it's we we've not seen other people come back and contact us and say, "Hey, this guy, this was completely wrong." You know, you guys should not be publishing this on your website or other things. Like it's been like, uh, "Yeah, this is probably what happened based on what we've seen." Uh, it's like when we posted it to begin with, it was it was legitimate enough from sources enough that we trust that we put it up there. Yeah, and it's so uh, I'm I'm personally kind of. Uh, it's bittersweet. I do think it was time for Ono to retire, especially given what we've, we've heard and, and other things. I was like, dude, you are amazing. Thank you so much for what you did. And, and it's so much more. It's like the Capcom Pro Tour. It's like all the other kind of stuff. There's so much more stuff that Ono did that was really, truly great. The way he interacted with fans, how much energy and other stuff he had, like he had so many things going in his favor. And I do think he genuinely truly loves fighting games in our community and did a lot of this stuff like he had major health issues that he could have not come back from you know kind of thing almost didn't come back from uh and yet he decided to return to the fighting game realm and to do this stuff again uh so i it it, both things can be true as you said like i do think it was time to move on from ono and it was it's a good choice i think capcom has some very talented people who deserve a chance at this stuff now uh, I've heard very good things about the people uh, stepping into Ono's shoes, uh, but we, of course, will see. You know, uh, it's a it's a nice tendency to see a brand new thing come up there and say, hey, everything's going to be so much better, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reality sometimes is a little bit different than that, so we will see. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm at the same time, I'm, I'm happy for the new leadership. I am sad to see Ono go because he has been responsible for so many good things in our community. Um, yeah. Well, the reality of life as I've <laughs> I've been fighting and I think most people tend to do this for the first 30 or so years of my life, but something I've been examining and trying to actively uh, change a little bit is my perception of how we start and stop new chapters uh, and hold on to old chapters when it's time for a new one. This feels like it's simply time for a new chapter, and that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And it is sad because you are losing the good of the previous chapter. You know, you're not a teenager anymore. Well, you're losing some of the freedoms and some of the, you know, or, or some of the uh, uh, the free times. But then you're also gaining the positives of the next chapter. You know, maybe you have some more responsibilities, but the rewards are bigger. Whatever it is, and so we get hung up on these things whenever change happens. You get older, or uh, a relationship ends or some, you know, a, a, someone in your life passes away and these are hard things and the change is hard and there is absolutely a place for remorse and, and some lamentation of the things that you are losing. But to, to uh, combat against that is also just taking into account what you do have that you appreciate right now and actively appreciating it and knowing that 
all things will end, good and bad, mm-hmm. right? Every one of your relationships that you're in, for instance, uh, it's going to end one way or another. And so, but if, if it does or when it does, if you said, well, but I got the most out of it and I appreciated it and I actively did, I think there's a big part of that that, um, that leads you to having less regret because you always hear, I didn't know what I had until, until it's gone. Well, okay, let's learn from that and uh, know what we have while we have it. And then when it's gone, you can say, this is how it was supposed to happen, and now we're on to the new thing. I absolutely appreciate what Street Fighter 4 was, what Ono has contributed. He's getting older now. He's around that age, it seems, where in uh, in his culture it's time to retire. He's <laughs> he's striking out. You know, he used to be a home run hitter. He's striking out now. It's time to retire. That's not wrong. It's not bad. We don't see Ono and go, oh, I'm so mad at you. This is a negative thing. It's like, no, it's just that chapter's over. We appreciated it. Let's go into this next one. And yeah. in doing that, it, it is sad a little bit. Yeah. But then there's also the excitement of what's the new potential? What lessons have been learned? that will stick around you know ono's contributions are not suddenly just gone there's a lot of Mm -hmm. good stuff that capcom and other fighting game developers and the community has learned about the creation and the playing and and then the overall fighting game experience that will carry over sadly enough it sounds like ono was making some mistakes and hadn't learned about uh, a few other facets but i think things are going to get better and there's a lot of potential moving forward with this and so let's not waste the time in this next chapter worried about what happened last or what we lost from last time let's appreciate now and uh and i'm looking forward to the future with excitement yeah i'm i'm looking forward to the future i'm also skeptical (laughs) um you know i i want i want to see people change the status quo you know of what we've seen so much and i i keep hearing good messages you know uh, from the people that are that are there i'm just i'm still skeptical you know but uh i do wish ono well you know and i i hope that you know he retires and really enjoys and i hope he sticks around the fighting game community i i I think there's been a number of people who have kind of retired and went away from the fighting game community and really missed it and and missed like what it offers. And so I hope to see Ono around at a few events because I, I think what he's going to see is that people still love him, like and very much care about his energy and passion and other stuff. So, you know, take a break for a while, but I really you know, come back to the event sometimes. Like come back and see how much people still adore you for, for what you did do. You know, in and, and yeah. yeah. So I, it wouldn't. It would be absolutely fine to get a stone bust of the of Ono in the Shoryuken pose and put that in Capcom headquarters. I think he deserves it. That's fine. He's yeah. responsible for a huge, huge uh, um, surge and uh, resurgence in the fighting game community. You know, like we we'll appreciate him for what he did. He absolutely is a contributor. All right. So shoutouts to Ono, and uh, and you know we hope the next phase of your life is, is awesome. You know, you very much deserved, and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll see you on the the podium. Hopefully, you know uh, maybe uh, maybe the Ryu podium where he you know the fight was all like he just walked away. You know he didn't need the, the accolades you know, kind of thing, and he yeah. walks into the sunset. Uh, but yeah, right so on. shout outs to you, Ono, and, and we'll see you again in fighting. Hopefully, the next fight. Yeah.